Hey, before we get into this episode of Sweat Equity, we're going to do the promo first. This is where our sponsors lay their eggs, and we're going to put it in the basket of Fuck Up Nights, April 21st in Tampa at the Rialto Theater. In It's an old school theater. Basically what Fuck Up Nights is, it's... Uh, it's like a TEDx talk, but not as douchey. It's it's one of those things where entrepreneurs, small business owners, big wigs in your city, they get up and they talk about how they fucked up. We learn a lot more from failure than we do from success. How many networking events or conferences have you gone to where you just hear one guy talking about how great everything was the whole way up? I'm not interested in that. I We became a sponsor as Toko Works, Tokobaga Consulting, to sponsor fuck up nights in Tampa or you can call it fun night if you you got the Christian crowd around you but fun nights Tampa look it up if you want to hit me up law at t-o-c-o-w-o-r-k-s dot com I'll send you all the information we're going to max out about 300 people I'm going to be emceeing the event in Tampa but if you're not in the Tampa Bay area you can find a fuck up nights around you. It is a global thing like TEDx, just not as douchey. Let's get into it. Oh, there's music. Hotty toddy, God almighty, it's the Sweat Equity Podcast coming to you from Cigar City Studios in the Toco Works, Tokobaga Consulting Office. I'm your host, Law Smith. We are Sands. That is Sands. That's without. We are without Caleb Fuddy. He is, uh, he's on a mission to make that dollar right now. We're doing this on a Sunday afternoon. Um, our guest, well, before we get into our guest, make sure you pause it right now. Go to iTunes, subscribe rate review that's the cheat code remember that's the cheat code that's how we move up we do this for you for free this is a free podcast we're trying to throw out a lot of information the podcast is supposed to be a realistic motivational uh ways to get shit done way to i don't like tim ferris because his advice doesn't is not applicable we're kind of the anti that i want to give you real prank advice remember when i told you about using slack as the team communication app well, now it's worth $3 billion. So uh, it, it changed the game for me. There's a lot of stuff like that I want to hand to hand out. I want to give a shout out to a listener friend of ours, Jed. He was loving our last episode about how to acquire a skill. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's tough to get that discipline. To, you know, I want to learn this, and I need to figure that out. Um, so long story, long story boring, go on iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, tell a loved one, tell that person that you just talked to. If you're in college, every five conversations I had were, uh, man, we should start a bar. We should start a t-shirt company. Those were most of them. Uh, if you have that friend, go tell that friend about our podcast, really help them out. Uh, let's bring in our guest. Fuck up nights, um, is a, is an, is an event in Tampa on April 21st at the Rialto Theater. And it's one of those events where I was immediately attracted to it when I heard about the idea. We have the event coordinator, president of the Tampa chapter. Organizer. Organizer. <laughs> that is Maria, you're hearing. And how do I say your last name? Because I, I wrote it out and then I'm going to... I can't read. It's okay. Uh, you know... Uh, Alafinos. 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 T-H. T-H. I should know that because we've emailed <laughs> a lot back and forth by now. But, all right, what does that mean in Greek, you said, off air, it right means, before we started? Yeah, it means somebody who tells the truth. Okay. And so. Unless they have to lie. I'm going to tell the truth and tell you, you got to get up right in this mic, okay. right up in the. Oh, like, okay. I, yeah, right there. All right. Just so, just so you can take it off and hold it like a rapper. If no, you want. it's okay. It's all okay. right. Uh, so. Tell us about Fuck Up Nights. Uh, Fuck Up Nights is a global movement. Um, it's basically stories of business failures that are told, questioned, and celebrated. Okay. And um, there are 
chapters in 144 cities around the world, 53 countries. Mm -hmm. And when I heard about the concept, I loved it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do we bring it here to Tampa Bay? Yeah. And I was the same way. I didn't know it was like TED, TED Talks. All right. Mm -hmm. So everybody knows about TED Talks or I feel like I've I always wanted to do a parody of one, like a sketch where I'd have a turtleneck and explain <laughs> something really boring and mundane. Like, here's how fantasy football works, and like just go into. We tried to make that sketch happen, but I couldn't find a good theater to do it in. And then we cut to other TED talks. Uh, but basically, I I was attracted to this because I hate I don't like the hey look at what we did, look at what I did. Uh, in business mm -hmm. look at how we we made this this is amazing aren't we amazing I want to hear about uh, how people how business owners were vulnerable how they got out of the situations you learn so much more from your failures than you do your successes mm -hmm. uh, because it, it can be the it, when you're starting out it can mean everything if you fuck up too bad am I d on the right path yeah, and 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 was especially with the startup community, um, it's known as a badge of honor. If you fail, if you've had a startup and it failed, um, you know, is uh, I think it's better than not having a startup at all, uh -huh. at all, and just not doing it because you're afraid of failure. And and you learn, like you said, you learn so much more from somebody's fuck up as opposed to somebody saying, "Oh, I made you know a gazillion dollars." Okay, that's great. Right. But how did you get there? And I'm sure, you know, something happened along the way. And those are, in my opinion, those entertaining stories, the ones you learn from. Yeah. I mean, I, I as a comedian, I like vulnerability. I like honesty. I don't feel like I feel like I can see right through a lot of people when they're not when they're talking about it on stage, even even like religious. You can feel it. it, it it's something like you can't hide a lot of I mean, you can't always hide about how great everything is. Sometimes, sometimes you're the pastor and you're getting up or a rabbi or whatever, and you're getting up and you can't, you can't hide that. You just heard some bad news, but you got to march on and try to make this, this sermon happen. Or, you know, you're, I've, I've been told bad news right before I've been on stage and I'm like, Oh man, but I can at least talk about it. I, I can have that break that fourth wall. I feel like, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of business owners don't want to do that because they feel like they're going to give up um, this. Uh, you you have to act as if you're bigger than you are all the time when you're when you're small, right. when you're a small company. Uh, I think that's kind of a mistake. I think that's uh, and in the tech community, you see more transparency in a lot of ways because they feel like you'll find out anyway. Mm -hmm. But also <laughs> just they grew up in this transparency era. I feel like. I feel like when you're a small business owner, no one wants to go, oh, hey, we don't have that set out yet, but we're working on it kind of thing. I feel like no one wants to say that. Yeah, and, and it's funny because, you know, I, I don't know, half of the people, and this is going to be our third event. Okay. Um, so we started in October, and we had um, a pretty good turnout. Um, a lot of media coverage, which was surprising because of the name, Fuck Up Nights. Right, you know? so we have to I'm like, nobody's <laughs> going to nobody's going to cover this because of the name and i you know surprisingly enough i i had some some media there that were interested in the concept which was great um but reaching out to some of these people it's like mm -hmm. how are they going to respond because i i google some you know entrepreneurs in the area that uh -huh. are well known mm -hmm. and i reach out to them i get their email address yeah and i reach out to them and um i'm like would you like to speak at fuck up nights yeah so without sounding like, okay, I know pitch. you fucked up somewhere. <laughs> right. That's why I want you to talk. Right. So do they take offense to it? And, uh -huh. and so some of them, you know, they will respond. They'll be like, I love it because they get it. Right. After, of course, you have to explain it to them. Um, and some of them, they'll just, you know, I'll never hear from them. Sure. Um, so it's. That could be one of a couple of reasons, though. I always try to not, like, I get comedians that are like, man, this club's not booking me. This is, what the fuck? And I'm like. <laughs> You're one of a thousand people trying to hit them up. Sometimes it's not even just right. that. It's just the sheer numbers and they don't want to deal with it. You know, it's so don't get low self-esteem in that. No, no. That I, I, b believe me, if I don't hear from them once or twice, I will keep following up and following up until I get a response and then I'll call them. Well, let's explain so your background. So I'm very, very persistent. What's your business background that helps you kind of organize this in the Tampa area? Well, my background is marketing and, and public relations. Right. So, <laughs> you know, so that's what I it's 
it's uh, beneficial <laughs> when you're reaching out, let's say, to the media to try to cover it. You know, you've got to put together a media alert. You've got to send it out. I Again, I was not pitching it to anybody to cover it. So right. I was pleasantly surprised when it was covered. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you know, you and, and event planning, that's my background, too. Um, so... It, uh, it helps well, in the look, long run. And this area needs more of this kind of stuff. We don't have a lot of like uh, open air conversations or town hall meetings or any of mm. that. We, Tampa is, is Tampa Bay area. I grew up here and I, I've said it all the time is the identity of this area is it doesn't have an identity. And that's kind of an issue in a way. It, it's still growing, it, I think. Well, it's 3 million people in the area. It's yeah, it's one of the faster metropolises growing because of it's a cheaper place to live, the weather. Um, you know, there's a little bit of growth in uh, jobs here. But it is one of those things where we lack a lot of um, cohesiveness in a way of like having these kind of events. Like when... When I saw the, I went to the second one, which Mm. was in February, and I was immediately, well, I was intrigued because a comedy club got a hold of me to host it, and then it was a double booked, and you had someone else host it, but I was like, I I like this on both a comedian and a a small business owner when I do consulting, so I like this in all three kind of areas for me, and I was sitting in the back of the room, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this. This is great. This could... I want to help. I want to be involved in the next one. And luckily, you were, you were, you were, you op- you were welcoming with open arms with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's one of those things where I sat in the back of the room and I'm looking around the room and it's like, oh, out of the hundred people here at this bar, it was probably seventy of them mm-hmm. own their own business or have their side project while they're working full time. And I was like, this is kind of the group I want to hang around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it was it like that in October as well? Um, you know, I was running around so much <laughs> right. and make, b- because honestly, I did not know what to expect. Um, I, we had like maybe 90 people who registered for the event. Um, and I'm like, maybe from the 90, maybe like 20 people will show. That'd right. be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was a good thing that the, the space wasn't huge. So it wouldn't look like 20 people showed. <laughs> right. Um, but we had like about six, I would say 58 to 60 people there. Yeah. So I was extremely, um, extremely happy. But I was not really paying attention to who. I saw some familiar faces. Mm-hmm. I, the majority of the people, I had no idea who they were. <laughs> Um, but I, but you're right. They, from what I, from what one of the speakers told me afterwards, they were entrepreneurs. Um, so yes, those are the type of people that are going to go. Um, and it doesn't matter what business you're in, you know, in any industry you have, you share two things. Yeah. You share success and failure. Right. So yeah, it 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 has no um, it has no barrier. So you don't have to be just in the tech industry or just in the restaurant or just in whatever. You could be in any industry, whether you want to start your own business, whether you currently have a business. Um, so that's what that's who it's geared for. Yeah, your your Todd's adult sex store. You can go to this too if you're. Uh, we met the coffee guy downstairs has his own coffee bus. See. Perfect. Whatever. Come check right. it out. Come see. tell them about it, damn it. I, I, you well, tell I'll, them about it. Long. I'll go down and get another <laughs> fancy coffee. I got my Cinnamon Toast Crunch coffee. It's awesome. But uh, at the Bricks in Ybor City in Tampa. Great Americano as I well. Don't, I don't want to always, we try not to keep this way too, way too Tampa centric, but uh, this is an event that when I looked it up, I didn't realize like they're like, Oh, we just had the biggest fuck up nights in Mexico City, mm-hmm. and it was like uh, yeah. a thousand or two thousand people were at this event, and it was like, oh, this is like kind of the cool TED Talk for business. This isn't the business TED Talks are shitty. I don't like them. I think they're um, self-aggrandizing. I feel like it's like, yeah, it's kind of just uh, for lack of a better vocabulary, they're kind of jerking themselves off a bit. Uh, I feel like this, this is the anti TED Talk. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have to be anti. I just feel like it's real. It's it's like uh, uh, I'm not going to come up here to like um, it's not as formal, which it, the name itself. I think they sent an email too saying they might have to figure out how to do. Yeah, that. And that was an April Fool's joke. Yeah, so I, I was, I was going to say, I saw it, I was like, oh, really? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's April Fool's. I fell for that. I fell for eight April Fool's, I think, because I'm just like, 
I guess I'm gullible at first sight <laughs> on a lot of stuff. I'm like, no way, you're pregnant. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, so, so it's one of those things where it's huge all over the world i showed my family i'm like I, if y'all can come to this and my mom's like i don't like the name and i'm like just shut up just come no. No. she's heard it she's seen me do stand up she's okay. heard it yeah like everybody in my family's like mortified of the name and it's like oh, no. guys i've seen you guys drink like you guys say fuck all the time don't don't act like and, you're better and and it's it's the connotation that that it's um like the word, it, it has a bad, um, it, it's got a bad rap. Uh, yeah, I agree. So, so people either, like I said before, either you hear it and you get it, yeah, or you're just turned off by it, right? And that's cool too, yeah, you know, whatever. But but that's what it is. When you screw up, you fuck up. Oh yeah. So it's it's very raw. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think makes it appealing for thousands of people all over the world to attend these events. Right. And we're adults. We're all well, adults. Yeah. It's, I mean, it should be for 18 or over because there is alcohol involved, Whatever. you know, because <laughs> it should be for high schoolers as well. Really? Yeah. Because think oh, about it. Law, no. You and know middle why? schoolers. You know why? Why? Because I think we got in trouble with the first one. I wanted to partner with a nonprofit. Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm not going to say a problem right there. and, and it was for high school students okay. and middle school students. And because they were helping us promote the event, they got a lot of like backlash on it from who, from the, from, from the, the donors and supporters really? of the, yes, I'd like to see those. It's only, it's usually one lady that's mad. And then they, they had to send out a separate email after the event to say, yes, this event is actually called that's fine. <laughs> Look, look, it, you think you think kids in high school have never heard the word? I know, but Are you, you know, serious? but, but that's why I would love to have, you know, another event where money that's donated at the door goes towards a nonprofit, but we just can't mention the nonprofit. Fuck nonprofits. <laughs> Seriously. No. I know. I know. No. I'm jaded on that. Look, I've worked with a bunch of them and they're horrible. Because they're not run like a business. A lot of them don't run like they're, a business. They're they're not, but they have, you know, they've got their board that they have to answer to. So Right, which means they're not agile, which means they're fucking up. You realize that, right? It all comes full circle back. I know you're trying to you're 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 being very PR and don't wanna uh and don't wanna talk shit about I'm just saying in general, I'm saying a lot of nonprofits, they really miss the mark on what they're really trying to do a lot of the time. By by, they have a board to appease, and that board yeah. doesn't really know what they're doing a lot of the time. Some of them don't. Yeah. Most of them. Okay. The bigger, right. the bigger, the especially the bigger nonprofits. I've worked, I've worked with Susan G. Komen for mm -hmm. the Cure. I did a comedy tour with them. That was a nightmare. It was, it was fucking rough. It was tough because, and then you're like, oh shit, you don't even put money into research that much. It's like. Wait, eighty-three cents on the dollar goes okay. So seventeen. There's a lot of overhead. Probably, so seventeen percent right? yeah. goes to admin, okay, and then eighty-three percent of that eighty-three cents on the dollar is what? And it, like, eighty of it was awareness or something crazy like that. And I'm like, what? I think we got it by 2010. We had it. I think we knew. I think most of America knew that this is a problem. No. Well, and and I I sometimes question where. And uh, okay, I, I don't want to start talking about nonprofits. I, I just don't. I just don't. <laughs> I think um, uh, some of them need to reevaluate the way that they conduct their operations. And this is why we work well together because you're going to articulate <laughs> my <laughs> rage for all say. this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I work well with PR people because, <laughs> because you can articulate a lot of stuff where I'm just like, God damn it. Um, what's the, when is GD nights coming out? No. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but this should be a thing for high schoolers. That's all I'm saying is like, maybe, and, and there are, yeah. I mean, obviously the younger the kids are and, and lessons are learned at that age, maybe call it something else. Look, so every, every mess up night, screw up night. Um, I don't, I don't know. F with like three emojis instead. No, up, maybe something like that. <laughs> Whatever the kids are doing on Snapchat, something. Uh, They're probably doing, they, like, and, anyway, yes. No, well, look, every every high school speaker I had, that was, I used to do Young Life here, and that was the Christian, like. Uh, Christian, really? Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like uh, in high school, you 
you do like every Monday night they do like a you do games and stuff and you it's social and you hang out. It's like a really positive atmosphere. And then you go on these trips to like campsites and stuff for a week. And there's always a speaker. And every time that we went on one of these things, there's always a speaker that got up and was like, I was addicted to drugs. Uh, <laughs> like I used to bang <laughs> chicks and like, and, and you know, in recording studios and like, and then I saw everything and now I've got my life together and a blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> then they saw the lights and it's like, well, yeah. And it's like, well, first off, I can't get my mind off the first half of the story. <laughs> The second half is superfluous almost because I'm 16. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, no way. <laughs> and you turn it all right. Look, it's such a backwards way of like telling you to go to church and all this stuff. But it was always, I, you sit through speeches like that all the time. And it's, I, I feel like a lot of them are way worse. And we're so weird about, we're so weird about uh, uh, controlling language of other people. Like you can't say this, you can't say that. You can't call someone this uh, politically correct. Yeah, but it's 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 gone. It's jumped the shark on even that. I mean, it's gone to the point where it's like you. I need a safe space for my microaggressions you laid against me. Like it's like it's a weird kind of thing where we're not giving a lot of grit to a lot of kids. I feel like the the best attribute I have to be a business owner is I have grit because I've had to deal with a lot of shit the last mm. ten years. And you just go, fuck it. I'll figure it out. I've got, I, I was bitching to you about problems <laughs> I've got with my company right now. I got someone not paying me. Mm. I'm going to figure it out. Mm. It sucks right now. It was cathartic to tell you about it, mm. but it was one of those things where it was one of, like, hey, this won't happen again. Um, I'll suss people out. I'll suss my clients out was a lot better. Was that your fuck up? Do you, w would you call that a fuck up? What, what's been your biggest professional fuck Ooh, up so far? I'll let you hijack this interview all the way. Um, I'd say since we've started this company, this consulting company, uh, probably not getting ahead of our internal operations in a bit. So I was talking, I'm trying to scale up, uh, but at the same point, we don't have any outside investing. It's all on bootstrapping, mm. which means if if I get in a car accident, we're we're out of, we're done for a while. Knock on wood. Well. Or whatever. This is this is IKEA Line fake wood. Whatever. <laughs> I'll get over. The, there's wood over there. I'll do it <laughs> later. But um, it's one of those things where I need coverage. Uh, I need to start teaching younger guys how to do some of this mm. consulting work that might have one skill where I want them to be multifaceted. So I have another podcast called Overrule. Mm. We just talked about uh, what it's like to be a lawyer, and it's a legal podcast, but it's. I want to see, we did one episode about uh, being in law school and then why you do that to be in law school to get in what kind of firm. Mm -hmm. Two of the guys with us were, they own their own small firm. And basically they talked about the finders, minders, and grinders kind of theory. And a minder is someone they're keeping in the office where they just keep you in your lane and you never do anything else. I want the opposite of that. I want... I want to bring people up and I want to give them as many tools as possible, but I want them to have an outside tool I don't have. Mm -hmm. So I talked to a friend that might jump aboard and be a nonprofit consultant eventually. Oh, I see. You need to stop talking shit about this. I'm not. She wants to help. I'm not. I'm Hopefully you didn't want to help. listening to this. No, no. <laughs> I take all the brunt for any of that anyway. Uh, I've got another one, another guy that uh, li likes uh, programming developing, but I need to show them the other facets of business because you, a lot of programmers can't talk to people and a lot of developers and a lot of people, they get stuck in the weeds. Mm -hmm. So I need to figure out how to bring them along and kind of project manage them as well as our other projects. So I feel like internally we're really unorganized in a lot of ways and I, I feel like I could have, uh, I see time as a commodity kind of deal and you know, every hour I'm not working on this it feels like a missed opportunity a little bit mm. i could spend an hour working on gantt charts to figure out our project management or i could figure out the best ways to handle our our uh bookkeeping that kind of stuff where the advice i'm giving out to clients i'm not really taking on our own <laughs> yeah that's I, what we all do though yeah yeah but it's hypocritical and i actually find out more i find out more about consulting when I found out more about w what advice to give when I really apply it to what we're doing. So it 
it's kind of it's almost hurting our continuing education in mm. a way, you know, because mm. I'm not seeking out better methods in some areas like cost accounting, right? And cost accounting with labor and all that. Okay, so so that's been so far your your fuck up, quote unquote. Your yeah, fuck up. yeah, just um, not getting ahead. Uh, like I should be, th- and I I do a very good job of this, I think, but you know, I need to think three steps ahead instead of two or one. You know, I always talk about you want to think of plans as like near future and then concurrently mm-hmm. also s- be ready for a year from now. And so I need to apply that to what we're doing. I'm worried about the three months from now and now it's hitting me that I should I I had the playbook for down the line, but it's still, you know, when you're sometimes when you're doing all the work, it's tough to like I'm out there doing a lot of the meetings and a, and mm. a lot. You're of hustling, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, and you got to bring it in because if you don't mm-hmm. bring mi- if you don't bring business in, it, it ain't gonna keep the lights mm-hmm. on. So there's a lot of stuff like that. How we want to, um, I should have figured out how we want to be structured as far as what we're bringing in. So stuff like that. Okay. So so how did you go from from being a comedian oh. to to consulting? I uh, so I was. Uh, I've had to do this a bunch because I just joined a B&I group. Um, oh, that's uh, exciting. Yeah. No, it's great. It's actually, it's <laughs> an ego check, but it's great. It's it's like one big AA which, meeting. Which one? Uh, there's one in a South Tampa Collaborators. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's not, <laughs> for me, I like it. I, I actually really like it because um, we had Brandon from College Hunks on this podcast. Uh-huh. So if you're listening and you want to hear what I'm talking about, he brings it up. Right. That's the first time I've ever heard of it. Um, BNI? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm very cause, familiar with it. Because you hear networking group, mm. and you immediately go, ugh. Like, I don't – I've been to them. I don't like them. I hate happy hours. I don't want to – I don't get much out of it because the people there aren't really trying. Where I like this because it's like one big AA meeting – where you have to meet at Wednesday at 7.15 a.m., which is good for me. I need that discipline to mm. get up earlier. And uh, and it's pro. if you're there, here's, here's what I thought. If you're there, you give a shit about your business. So You're held accountable as well for, mm-hmm. you know, for follow-ups and, and all of that. So, yeah, so there are some good aspects of it, yes. And I give out a lot of uh, referrals anyway, and I was so this wasn't tough for me. Right. Um, so – bring that back i got into stand-up 10 years ago Mm. i graduated from auburn in 06 went to work for a mutual fund company uh called dimensional fund advisors in santa monica lived there for five four five five years uh worked that at night went out every night doing stand-up uh which i guess some people are amazed by getting yeah you have to get up every night you can basically Mm. when you're starting uh, and when you're 21, 22, you don't know shit. So I didn't have a whole uh, volume of stuff to talk about. Anyway, I worked for this mutual fund company. Uh, one of my bosses just won the Nobel Prize f- uh, for economics, for wow. passive investing theory. Not a real boss that I talked to a lot. Just every now and again, I had to get stuff for. Mm-hmm. I was the grunt. Um, his name's uh, Eugene Fama, if you want to look him up. With another professor, Ken French. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked at... Uh, Passive investing theory. Basically, they say the markets so work. Okay. It, don't fight the market. Work with the market, which is a Don't fight it. Work with it. Everybody thinks they can beat it. You can't. You need to work with it. So it's a do- it's a whole different method. And then yeah, it goes I into it goes into Whatever, index funding. I'm not really <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, did that. Then went on the road doing stand up full time for about a year. That well, the aforementioned coming for the cure. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, uh, worked for a company called Rabbit Air, which was a air purifier company. Hmm. So they had a really good air purifier. Did a lot of shit for them. Uh, worked for them for like two or three years. Got them from about three million in sales to six million million in sales. Uh, oh. Got them in Wall Street Journal. I'm not a PR person. Oh, well, good. Did it. Good. Got them in Cigar Aficionado. Um, figured out how the e-commerce world works and the back end a lot. Figured out how to do flash sales through social media. Wow. You know, customer resource management. It was, you know, it was only eight people that worked for the company. So I did a lot with them. Moved back here while working for them. 
went to grad school, business school for Auburn, distance program. Mm. So I was on the road doing stand-up, opening for people in grad school, and then also working for Rabbit Air. Then I went to work for my buddy's company that was an affiliate marketer, uh, which is affiliate advertiser, which mm. is basically you find products through these marketplaces, you spend the ad money, but you can see the conversions. And right. if you if you sold a lot more than you were spending on advertising, you're making bank, learn the kind of dark underbelly of the internet that way. <laughs> uh, but I got a crash course in advertising and how to publish and how to AdWords mm-hmm. work and all that stuff. <gasps> Uh, Take a breath. Then, uh, then work for a company called Sola Salon Studios, which is a franchise where you uh, you lease out uh, salon studios for stylists. Mm-hmm. For those that are unaware, most men don't know. <laughs> hair the hair salons are recession proof if they run well. Uh, if you're a good stylist, you can make over a hundred k easily. Um, but most aren't very professional, so you got to kind of guide them along in a lot of ways. So. That was kind of a little bit of small business consulting right Mm. there where I was doing a lot of operations with that, but I was trying to get with a franchise group. And then I was also working for a company called Mega, which does what we do, and left them in uh, June. So that's a lot. Now here you are. Yeah. Do do your listeners know? I don't think so. Really? I don't know. Well, now they do. Yeah. That's why I was like, otherwise I just would have been like, ah, they've heard it. But I don't think, uh, no, I don't, I try to, we try to, I don't know. I guess that's probably pretty important. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're listening. the host and all. <laughs> well, you're, you could ask me questions all day and I'll, cause I'm a narcissist, so I'll <laughs> sit here and take it. So, uh, what do you want to see out of this next, I guess out of this next event, this fuck up nights, April 21st, Rialto mm-hmm. theater in Tampa. Mm-hmm. What, what do you want to see out of this? We have three speakers. Who are they? What are they about? You got your papers in front I of do, you. I do, because, you know, the I need a cheat sheet. You here. can hear them on the mic, so that's why. I, that's the only reason I bring them oh, up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have been You're so fine. loud. Okay, You're so. Fine. Um, You're doing great. We've got, thanks. Uh, we've got three speakers, three great speakers. Um, one is Meredith uh, Consuelo. Consuelo? Consuelo. Consuelo. Okay. I'm sorry for mispronouncing her. We'll work on this. She's in Iceland, so I'm I'm emceeing the event, so I'll have to work on this. Yeah. (laughs) So um, she used to be on television, Uh um, and now she has her own. She was also um, uh, invited to uh, for TED Talk. Okay. Or TEDx. Okay. So she has uh, spoken there, and now she has her own uh, social media. Uh, and publicity company. Uh huh. Um, so from what I understand, it's a very good story. She got fired. Okay. Um, and it was indirectly, like it, it wasn't really her fault. Okay. But that's what her fuck up is. That's what she's going to talk about. About getting fired. Yes. And, and how, what happened? Yeah, that can lead to a good opportunity sometimes. Yeah. S- we talk about spite being a great motivator as well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know with her story. I. It was somehow indirectly, like, it, it wasn't her fault. Right. But she ended up getting fired. Sure. But so. doesn't mean you don't have some anger behind it or some, like, I'll show you-ism. Yeah, you know? and maybe now th- she's an entrepreneur. So okay. she's not working. You know, she's working for herself instead of working for a TV station. Yeah, I like it. All right. So. Who's who, any, uh, who's the next name you, you're going to butcher? Um, yeah, I am. <laughs> um, Chris uh, Fasik. Uh-huh. Um, so he is the co-founder and marketing director for Premier Photo Booths, um, which we will have a photo booth there. What, so they, they bring photo booths to you? To you, yeah, to events. Uh, I believe they've got a mobile photo booth, uh-huh. um, but this is not going to be mobile because it costs too much money to probably bring the mobile one. Okay. So mobile, they're going to set it up inside meaning, the theater. Mobile so meaning it's, like a truck? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, from the pictures that I've seen. Okay. Um, so uh, so they're going to have a photo booth there, okay. and it's going to be co-sponsored by another company called Media Fusion. Okay. Um, and you can get to take your picture and, you know, with a bunch of props and stuff. So mm-hmm. they're, they're co-sponsoring that. So we thank them for that. Um, and I think Chris is going to be talking about uh, his fuck up with, uh, um, what's the game, the hockey, the big hockey game? The big hockey game? The, the Like the video game? No, or no, like no, no, no. Like the actual. Stanley like Cup? Stanley Cup, uh-huh. yes. So they huh. had some sort of Stanley Cup fuck up. Okay. 
Um, so that sounds very interesting as well. Okay. They, they, <laughs> I'm wondering, yeah. I'm trying it has to, to do with the photo booth. It has to do with this, with the company and then during the Stanley Cups. Well, they or only. Stanley Cup, one cup, right? There's one cup. Okay. They, they toss it around. So. Isn't it a big cup? You only hold on. Yeah, it's huge. Okay. They, they have, they have all the teams that have ever won it. And so if you ever look at it, it's got a big base to it. Right. That's like, I'm guessing three and a half feet. And then it has that actual cup. Right. So. There's always stories, if you Google any stories about the Stanley Cup, there's always guys that are like, I always heard like the Dallas Stars guys, like you could, they put like um, some kind of hooch in there and you could oh, drink, you drink out of, from it. You oh, could drink cool. out of it for okay. $500 if you went oh. to this guy's house. Yeah, it's shit like that. Like there's people Wait, so they it. char, oh, that's. It's, it's whatever you, whatever you. It's one cup and they just pass it around? Yeah. Why don't they have like one for every team that wins? It be I, that's the difference of that trophy. I think is that it has, it has to be handed around. Mm, that's kind of cheap, no? No, I yeah, think it's great. Okay. I think it's oh, a lot right. better. I think because it has that thing where you can. There's like a legacy hey, you got behind it. You it. got it now, but you won't have. You're not it gonna forever. have it again, right? Okay. Well, unless you win again. We thought yeah. about doing this for our fantasy football league, but I feel like guys would pee in it or something and then yeah, it's that's over just, that's just wrong then i'm not drinking out of it you know what we should have um so we're gonna also have and and this is something we're doing here i don't know if any of the other fuck up nights around the world do uh -huh. this but we're gonna have open mic fuck ups yeah so um this should be awkward i'm gonna make it less awkward try to so I'm going to Benson interruption this. Maybe, maybe we can have something like the Stanley cup. Okay. You know, and at the end, somebody, um, or people vote for their favorite fuck up. Okay. And it goes to them. Uh -huh. And then the next event, that person needs to come. It's kind of like winning the crown. Yep. You know, yep. like the universe, the Miss sure. Universe thing, mm -hmm. right? Don't yeah. they have like one crown and they put it? That's what, like, the Stanley Cup this is. This is going to be your territory. <laughs> I thought I was going to ask you. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. Not the crown. Like, it's not going to be a crown. But yeah. isn't, that, isn't that, like, the same concept? Yeah. I think they stole it from the Stanley Cup. But, yes. Yeah, right? Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know my, my uh, Miss Universe. No, they have, like, one center. crown, and the current Miss Universe goes and crowns the, the new Miss Universe. Same thing with the Stanley Cup, right? It gets passed from one to the other. Once you porn came around, Miss Universe became nothing to me. <laughs> Who? The, the Miss Universe or Miss USA or whatever it is, the crown. Yeah, the that, that. Is that, that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that became zero to me. Oh, all right. Well, that's what once I Tyra think Banks, that's what happens. Once Tyra know. Banks was in Sports Illustrated, I didn't need to watch anything else. <laughs> did, um, did you? Did you? <laughs> did you hear about uh, what's his name? I'm sure you did. Uh, the comedian that that. Uh, that mentioned or that said so and so like the wrong Miss Universe or the wrong Miss America. Mm -hmm. Steve Harvey. Yes, yeah, Steve Harvey. Yeah. I don't like. Okay, so he screwed up. He I fucked up. Yeah. It was a fuck he up. He would. He would be a perfect speaker. He would. He and, and that's he, a perfect fuck up. You know what? He handled it really well. Um, here's the problem with that. They because they do it from backwards. Backwards, uh -huh. they'll be like the second runner up is. And you said you didn't know anything about this because I heard uh -huh, about this. Sure, <laughs> I heard about this uh -huh. part. Yeah, you I probably don't know watch like, you know, yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Look, I'm it's okay, Law. I'm not gonna judge. I don't care. You can He's watch just this. no. Uh, so <laughs> he did because they, they, they always do it from backwards up. So it's always like that'll that'll just screw you up and how you're reading it. So. I think he does like a radio show, a TV show. I think he does Family Feud, mm -hmm. maybe. I think he does like forty things at once, and yeah, so he's, he's like another Ryan Seacrest. So yeah, so he's not, but he's not like uh, he's not. I guarantee he didn't do rehearsals for this. Mm -hmm. So he just comes in. I got it. I've been doing this thirty years, kind of deal. Don't right. worry about me. Kind of like I'll do uh, April twenty first. We out to theater. <laughs> I won't prepare at all, but I'll be ready to go. And then. Um, you know, he comes in and he d you, you do the third per third place. You don't call it third place. You call it second runner-up. And then once you name the first runner-up, mm -hmm. you know who won, mm -hmm. right? Right. So it's like it's a weird kind of way Progression to do it. From, yeah. And he probably read it, he read it the wrong way. Yeah, but I don't understand why he got so much, like. Because uh, people have no lives and they have to attack. It's like, oh my gosh, this is crazy! Oh my god, they announced the wrong. Super, okay, so really like they corrupted chicks. it, right? Yeah. Like, like who cares? Right. I, I don't know. I, I that's I, just my take on it. I agree. What do I know? I I totally agree. 
and how did we start talking about this? Yes. So we're going to have open mic fuck ups. Yep. Um, so Steve Harvey will be there. We should. It would be great if Steve Harvey was there. Sure. <laughs> he could talk about his fuck up. Sure. Sure. <laughs> you can arrange that, can't you, Law? Yeah. 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 He's funny. Yeah. Um, so maybe we should have some sort of prize for the best fuck up. Okay. Um, I don't know. Anyway. We'll don't, don't we have a third speaker? We do. We've got Justin Davis. I can pronounce his name. I know. His full name. I got him. Um, and he, I don't know what he's going to be talking about because he just had a baby. I know. I know so, him, uh, you know him? recently. Yeah. Okay. I was brought to his office in the Tampa Bay Wave mm-hmm. and I was introduced to him and a, a few other people in the Tampa Bay Wave. He is a UX, UI expert. What that is, for those unaware, for those in the non-nerd trade like us, it's uh, it's basically your customer experience, your your <coughs> excuse me, your user experience, your user intelligence. So he's a d- design guy. He's a very smart guy, um, and he'll tell you. He does this thing. He hosts this thing called uh, uh, Homepage Smackdown, where you can come in and bring your website on the big screen, and he'll just roast it, which I love because <laughs> I do it. I I have to do the same thing, but. He's been doing this a lot longer than I have. Mm. I know <clears throat> a lot of people know what bad design is, but ROI is the most important metric in the web universe. And when people that don't understand websites and don't understand how the internet works, when you're doing service work for them, ROI is the number one metric they want to hear back. So why why is my website shitty? Why, why is that one better than the other one? What does the aesthetics have to do with any of this? Uh, and it all kind of matters just like if you had, just like it matters when Walgreens used to outsell every other pharmacy because of the way they designed it. Cause all the good stuff is in the back. You got to go all the way to the back and then on the way up to the front, you'll be like, Oh, I need to get this and this. There's an equation for everything. Right. Grocery stores do it yeah. as well. Websites are no different than the grocery mm-hmm. store or Walgreens or whatever. Uh, you have placement for all this stuff and you know, in the '90s, it used to be real estate above the fold. That's before you you roll down, uh, before you scroll down. That used to be the most important real estate, but that's a fallacy now because it's 99% of the people they, they scroll, mm-hmm. and so that real estate isn't as valuable anymore. Uh, if there's no call to action. How are people going to buy your shit or get a lead or know what you do? Mm-hmm. Do we know? Here's my objective. Here's what I tell everybody. I go, if my dad doesn't understand what my website says we do, I failed. My dad's not, my dad looks like he's confused every time he sees an iPhone. He's like, ugh, you know, and gets well, angry. What does he use? He uses an iPhone just only because his friends have one, so he's got to have one, <laughs> but he barely uses it. And like, but my, my whole point was like, if he can get on our website and get what we do, We've won. We did a good job mm-hmm. because think about this. There's the generational gap, but there's the mm-hmm. um, his age group makes the decisions. They are the ones that are CEOs of these companies or marketing directors or, you know, anybody over 45 is probably who we want to target. I don't care about the under 45 nearly as much. So I need to be very blunt in what we do mm-hmm. and they need to law firms are becoming a niche of ours. Mm. Yeah. Because because they get ri- they've been ripped off before usually, mm-hmm. but I I go what do you guys do it does it doesn't it doesn't tell me right up front and if you're the brand if you're a one man shop you need to be all over this thing you're the brand you you are everything so it's stuff like that where he can do it by he can give out a lot more where I don't have that artistic background that he can tell me why this is schadenfreude or this is you know this is uh why this is uh he can tell you about patterns and design and why that matters and Mm -hmm. why that that's bad you know menu design is something i had to look up recently if you have three columns Mm -hmm. it sucks it's terrible because you need to have focus in areas you want you want people's eyes to dart where you want them to so stuff like that so he's very good with that so so do you know what he's going to be talking about I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't know him that know well. Everything else. I know him. I know him. 
I, I learned a lot from him. Look, I, I don't claim to be an expert at everything. Did but. you know that he was also um, a former Nashville musician? I heard he was a musician. Oh, they okay. hinted you did at know it. that as well. <laughs> they hinted they hinted to it. Okay. And I, he was having a kid. I did you know that um, he developed a um, a social travel app? I didn't. Did you know what's it called? It's called Drawer. Drawer? Yes. Like drawer? Drawer. How do how do people in New Jersey say it? Drawer? Drawer. D-R-A-W-E-R. Maybe it's my accent. I don't know. Um, and then he <laughs> had um, another startup called Zip Chat, a disposable chat room platform. Okay. So he's just... He's very intelligent. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the cut of his jib, and he's... He's a little cocky like I am, but that's uh, okay. I, that can be a good thing. Well, I can't wait to hear what his fuck up is. Uh, yeah, um, but but yeah, those are the uh, the three um, the three speakers, and I think we're probably going to add one more. Um, Ooh, I just want to mystery confirm. guest. Yes, yeah. Um, he's also very involved in the startup community. Um, Hulk Hogan. No. Okay. Although he would be a really good speaker. Woody. He's he's fucked up several times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know him? No, no, no. I Terry, no. no. I I don't. He I don't really want to know him. I don't think. No, he but still I mean, seem like a good dude. Well, I mean, I don't I don't care. Just <laughs> as long as, you know, he draws, you know, people to to an event, that's Sure. Uh we could get <clears throat> You could probably get his manager, the mouth of the south, uh, uh Jimmy Lawler, I think. No. Something like that. Anyway, uh, all right. That that sounds like f- so. We have three. We have three speakers. Yes, yeah, so possibly a fourth one. I just have to confirm that he's going to be in town uh, on that uh, on that day. And we're going to be able to record this, right? You think? Uh, yeah. Well, what do you mean by recording? Uh, I don't know. Video? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know a video company that would like to donate their services? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, then, yeah. Maybe we'll audio. <laughs> We could throw it up on here on uh, this yeah. podcast. Whatever. Yeah. All right. That'd All be right. interesting. That'd be like a bonus for everybody. It's and <clears throat> for the last, uh, the one before, were, were you there for the entire thing or for the first half of it? Um, I can't. I think I had no. Uh, my wife uh, was feeling ill, but I think we stayed through the whole thing. Okay. We were just finding out she was pregnant. Oh, congrats. Yeah. That's thank great. you. Yeah. Aww. Um, having a baby in September. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you ready? No. No. <laughs> no, you're never ready, I don't think. Every dad's like, well, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Like, what, you know. what advice do you have? They're like, Did uh, you ask Justin? Uh, 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 I that well. I just, okay. uh, I went You have to, to ask him for, fa- for, for, you know, fatherly. I will. You know, okay. I'll ask him on stage. How about there that? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it very weird on stage okay, for yeah. everybody. Make it very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll have a live mic the whole time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah. there to fill in when the PowerPoint's not working. Yeah. Basically. And last time it wasn't because it of, never does. of my click. No, the it first one had worked. The se- the the second event there was an issue with the clicker. I don't it know. It's like it wasn't like um aligned with the uh with the laptop that was there or yeah. what the issue was, but it just wasn't working. And I gotta get you a projector. Another one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got that too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a man. I'm a, a man of resources. Um, yes. And if I don't own it, I can find some. Oh, and we're gonna be um, taking uh, orders for Fuck Up Nights T-shirts. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Not so. Hanes Beefy Not Gildan. No. Oh, yeah. No. Well, they just Gil. I don't. Know. <gasps> they told me. They told me it was a really good, um, like material, but not like the beefy material. Okay. Yeah. That's what they told me. I don't know. Look out there. I'm not responsible. Hey, anybody out there that's doing like a 5K or something that has t-shirts, don't get Hanes beefy tea. Just the fucking. Why do you have like, is it, is the, it because sleeves, it's so like heavy? It's, the it's material? heavy. It's heavy. It, uh, it shrinks like crazy after a while, but it also just, it's not form fitting. Mm. Like the sleeves are always over the elbow. Like, you look like you have short arms. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, yeah, they're just like like heavy, you ugly look like t-shirts. A, an extra in a '90s sitcom wearing a Hanes beefy tee. That's well, it's not Hanes beefy tees. Okay? okay, I'm just saying. Look, and and the Gildan, what's the Gildan? They used to have roll that way. Maybe I'm. Uh, maybe they don't anymore. I don't think they do. All right, all right. But we'll be wearing them. Okay. But we're gonna be also um, taking pre-orders for the next event. 
Um, so okay. stop by, see Sissy, and she's going to be uh, taking orders for uh, for Fuck Up Nights t-shirts. All right. So if you're in the Tampa Bay area. It's a free event. It's free. Uh, go on. Where, where can they find this info? Um, they can either go on Eventbrite uh-huh. uh, com and just look Fuck Up Nights uh, Volume 3. Um, or they can visit us on Facebook, Fuck Up Nights uh, Tampa Bay or Fuck Up Nights uh, TB. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can follow us on Twitter, or Fuck Up Night TV. You TV. can do this the easy way. Oh, you what? can email me at oh, Law. Okay. Or at you Toco can just email Works. Law. I'll get back to you in three days, probably. But LA just go w- on. <laughs> just go on uh, Eventbrite.com. L A W at T O C O W R K S. If you have any questions for the Sweat Equity Podcast, if you're not in the Tampa Bay area, you can't make it out to Fuck Up Nights. Look it up. It's in. It's there's it's one probably in, in a city near you. There's one in every American city, and there's one internationally. It's everywhere. I. It's it's baffling how this <laughs> is, like, <laughs> like worldwide. How how big this thing is. So. Check it out. Uh, thanks for coming on the Sweat Equity it's Podcast. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much for having us. I just want to um, say thank you also to our event sponsors, um, the Rialto Theater for hosting it, uh, Berlin Gray, uh, Tobacco. Toko, Tokobaga. <laughs> Don't worry. You're just sitting in my office. <laughs> well, I just know it is like Toko Works. Toko Works. Toko Works is fine. It works? Yeah, okay. that's why I shortened it. All right. Uh, Sound Foundation, Audiovisual, Creative Loafing, uh, Premier Photo Booths, Touch Vodka, which is going to be having some great vodka uh, cocktails uh, for key everybody. Lime, key Lime Vodka. Yeah. Yeah. yeah key man. Lime and Orange and some other berry flavor. Mm. I can't wait to try one. And you guys are going to be uh, sponsoring the beer, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Do you, do you know what kind of beer no. we're going to be having? No, no it's all right. It's, a, it's okay. Maybe Brew Bus. That's okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. An entire bus? Well, they've got a, they're opening April 16th, so it just kind of makes sense. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Okay, very cool. Uh, My Area Network and Tampa Bay Technology Forum. Uh, they've been our community partner, and Daniel is great over there. I don't know if you've met Daniel, but he's amazing. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you to, uh, to everybody that uh, supports Fuck Up Nights uh, Tampa Bay. All right. Including you. Thank well, you. Uh, that's been Sweat Equity Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, tell a loved one, tell your mom. You know, she might want to know. She might want to know what's up. Uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with Caleb. Hopefully he's he's not lost in the weeds. And if he is, RIP Caleb. <laughs>